How's it going? What he said. <laughs> Maybe I'll just wait for this to go and then... Oh, and there's one on the other platform. Okay, just a sec. How's it going? <laughs> of all the station jingles, I think the Kudansta one is the best. We have a vending machine here. Ooh, 90 yen for a Yakult. I'm actually tempted. Do I have... Um, uh, no, <laughs> I don't. Oh, well. Uh, how are you going? Man, it's been, a, it's been a while since I've done one of these things. And truth be told, I actually did a bunch of these, uh, I say these, episodes uh, over the, the past six months or so, but all of them were just sad. I basically, I spent the sort of the, the majority of the time talking through it, talking about just how, just how sad everything was and how sort of melancholic I was and the, the, the gradual falling apart of the world and, and all this. And... I would listen back to chunks of it to write the show notes for it. So I'm just seeing in case I need to pay attention to this. I don't think so. So we're good. Um, yeah, so I recorded these things. And yeah, I just, I listened back to them. And aside from the fact they just, I mean, they weren't very good. Then again, this one isn't either. In terms of audio quality. What he said. Yeah, um, it, they just weren't fun to listen to. And, you know, while they, they might have been interesting psycho psychological profiling tools or something I would give a therapist, it wasn't necessarily something that uh, I wanted to give anyone else I don't know it's just it's you know there's when there's just so much bad stuff going on in the world the last thing you want to do is just impart that on someone else too so um so inevitably what happened oh there's another train that's a that's a um an outer urban one I think that one goes up to I think that's Takano I digress <laughs> this is like the I'm, I'm sure sort of from an audio perspective either interesting or extremely irritating to, to have all these train sounds in the background. Ding dong. Oh, we get to hear the sound of like the jingle again though, don't we? I've been talking to my sister and her partner and Clara, so we're all on this trip together this time. 
and I think yeah, my my vote goes to Kudanshta for the the best jingle. You can tell that one goes to the outer urban area because it doesn't have a blue stripe on it. But I digress. Um, yeah, so I suppose this was actually the first episode that I'm now doing for a while, and I guess probably not one that I um, I don't. There probably should have been some other ones, inter intermediate ones, inter intermediary ones. Wow, English is hard today. It's almost like I'm in a place that doesn't speak it or something. Not that that's an excuse for me. So yeah, it's just actually, before we go any further, I mean, let's, uh, another train's arriving and that looks like it's, it's gonna be noisy. So uh, why don't we head back upstairs? Okay. Now I hope I have enough on my um, Aishi card though. Oops. Okay, so... <laughs> uh, oh. Alright, there was a bit of a, ch a change of plan there. I, um... <laughs> I really should just stop. Yeah, I, um, my plan was to head back upstairs at, uh, back at Kudanshta and then I got a message saying that I, um, uh, I was supposed to be going the other way, so, um, I probably could have walked there, but I figured if it's, I'm literally at the station, so I figured I could just go and, um, 
uh, and head up from here. I think I'm going the right way. Yeah, apparently the um, the JR line near Shinjuku that um, my sister, my brother-in-law and Clara were going to come back on is actually suspended at the moment. Don't really know why, but um, yeah, I think it's the first time that we've been here where that's happened. It sort of became a, a bit of a recurring theme in um, Sydney that we would joke that the trains in uh, the the train companies in Australia actually operate buses and occasionally they run trains in between huh. so it has it would have to be uh, sufficiently serious to take a JR line down that's crazy okay also, I don't know if that cut worked, so I paused the recording and then I unpaused it, but then it unpaused as I was getting on the train, so I think a bunch of stuff I said in the middle there didn't actually record. Which is probably for the best, depending on how you view such things. Uh, uh, ooh. That very lazy one-stop trip cost me all of 132 yen. Okay, now I need to figure out how to... It's just, it, it's quite late at night and it's still very busy, so... I think, hmm, actually, no, that's not the, that's not the right exit. There are so many. You really have to be, um, have your wits about you when you're going around this stuff. Let's see if this is the correct one. I would, I would rate this, the probability of this at maybe about a one out of five. Oh no, I'm feeling more optimistic than that, a two out of ten. Wait, what the hell? It literally popped up exactly where I needed to. Oh, I've got to, um, oh, that, took, that took the wind out of me. Oh. There are so many exits out of um, Itabashi Station, and so I was fully expecting to end up in the wrong place. And I popped out literally exactly where I wanted to be. Oh, do we go into Family Mart and get a snack? I'm half tempted. Speaking of sort of unprecedented things, just looking across the street at the Lawson, another one of these convenience stores. And it's closed. What are the odds? <sighs> I know we sort of joke with all of the COVID stuff that's happened the last few years. It's really been a, um, uh, it did a number on Japan as it did with a lot of places. Just as it did for my mental health as long as along with many other people's so we'll get off this main street in a second in e the bushy yeah i mean i so funny funny story just earlier today i was originally supposed to go on an izakai tour with um um wait izakaya not izakaya 
that's a very different anime-related thing. No, I, I was supposed to go on a tour with them, and, and I... Uh, well, I woke, I woke up this morning. It's the, like the start to every blues song in existence. And, uh, yeah, I just... I felt so... Like, I, my head was killing me, and by this evening it was not getting much better. And, uh, unfortunately... Codeine being a controlled substance here, I was a bit nervous about bringing my panadine and stuff with me just in case they rummaged through my bags at the airport. So I, um... Ooh, that smells really good. Uh, unfortunately, it means that I was really hoping I wouldn't get a migraine on this trip, and uh, after about six days in, I succumbed to it fairly badly. Uh, culminating in me going into the lift of the hotel and basically vomiting all over it. Uh, Fortunately, the, the lift attendant was, that, uh, as, with it, as with every retail staff member in Japan, they were just so sweet about it. I was sort of explaining that it, I wasn't drunk. I actually had a migraine. I, mean, the, I guess the reality is it doesn't make any difference. It's the same outcome for the poor person. But no, you know, I was helping to... Whoa, that's uh, a lot of road work. That's crazy. You could, so, if you've never seen a map of the, the uh, metro lines in Tokyo and Osaka and Kyoto and these sort of places, a lot of them were kind of done, I'm not sure if they were done with cut and cover necessarily, but they were done in such a way that um, they basically follow the, the street. And so they uh, they dug a big hole in the street here in, um, I don't know what the name of this is. Not all streets in Japan have names. It's, a, it's another thing. It's a bit of a culture shock. But along here, there's a, they've just dug this huge trench in the road. And you looked down, and I swear you could see some of the utilities and things for the Torzai line, which is pretty cool. Ooh, another family mart. <laughs> another convenience store. I'm tempted to go and get a snack. And I said, no. And so then another family mart appears. I'm like, damn it. Then another family mart appears, and damn it, and then a Lawson, and then... It's a thing. But yeah, I... Uh, we had originally planned to come to Japan in March 2020. Uh, it was supposed to be for the Asia BSD Con, which happens every year. Although not for the last few years. Gee, I wonder why. So it's that, and then also for... Uh, was for my birthday, so Claire and I had booked a nice little trip up to um, Osaka and, and uh, Kyoto just to relax because we were feeling kind of burned out from work. Little did we know that the, the day before we were supposed to fly out, uh, the borders in Australia shut for people because we were worried about importing COVID. And uh, yeah, I just, I just remember thinking that we went from feeling slightly burned out at work to suddenly thinking, oh, I'm going to be working from home for the foreseeable future. And I, I just, I remember that time. Like it, this was before we had vaccines or even really a, a decent understanding about how it all spread. And so I was sort of just sitting there. Like I tried to make things a bit nicer so I would sit out on the balcony instead of... Um, uh, indoors, even if the weather was just really awful, it's just I just couldn't bring myself to uh, 
work inside this studio apartment that Claire and I are living in because it was getting to the point. This happened for months, well, more than a year. I'd get out of bed, have a shower, walk from the bed to the desk, which was less than a few meters away in the same room, work, and then in the evening I would walk from the desk to the couch, which was next to the desk, and then I would go to bed. It was just, uh, it was the same thing that so many of us were doing around the world. And what I really should be saying was it was, I, I should have been very relieved that Claire and I could live safely in such a bubble because, uh, you know, retail, hospitality, uh, medical staff, all these people couldn't do anything like that. It was really, uh, in some ways lucky, but it didn't detract from just the, uh, I guess the sheer, just tedium of it. It was just so boring. And it, was, I, it wasn't just boring, like as in, you got used to just being in this circumstance where just for the foreseeable future, it just, there just wasn't an end in sight to it. And as you know, the rest of the world sort of really dealt badly with this thing, Australia and New Zealand were sort of floating out in the middle of the Pacific down there with no cases, sort of, I guess almost in this false sense of security that, oh, you know, COVID, that's, a, that's an overseas disease. And as long as we keep our borders sealed tighter than a, something that's sealed tightly, then um, it won't be a problem. But then, no, eventually we did have to integrate back into the world again. And regardless of how well you think we did that, I think it was all the uh, vaccines and stuff. And I still remember being so excited for getting my first dose of it and thinking, wow, you know, we developed this stuff in record time and it's really a testament to human ingenuity and um, uh, research and inventiveness that if we do, in fact, put our collective minds to something, we can solve a problem, or not solve it, but you know what I mean. And in a way, it also sort of just made me really frustrated that, wow, okay, imagine if we put all of our collective effort into something else next, like, eradicating malaria could we do that and one it was a, a recurring thing here a few years ago I was saying how uh, frustrated I was that uh, we were really really motivated to uh, fix up COVID because it was affecting the rich world when really there's a whole ton of people doing it rough to this day well I mean COVID's still rampant in a bunch of places so all this is to say, I felt, I felt bored to such an extreme that I couldn't describe. And it was, I just, I guess with so many people, just mental health was just gradually getting worse. And um, I know a lot of fairly bad family news of late uh, and issues and things just kind of put me in a position that I, uh, I'd never really been before. And it was very dark and scary. So. Yeah, I had no idea when we'd be able to uh, travel again, but I guess as the world started to open up again and, um, uh, you know, we started to get a bit more of a, a sense of what we're dealing with and this sort of idea that we're going to be living with this thing for a long time, so we might as well prepare ourselves the best we can and then try and sort of live our lives.
it's, it's tough to balance this stuff. And I still don't think we've done an especially good job. Like in, a, in terms of a global response, I would rate us maybe a D minus, optimistically. But yeah, it was, it was a very different experience. And then as soon as they announced that the, um, the borders in Japan were opening up again, um, we basically like threw caution to the wind and said, screw it, we've been, uh, it's just been, I, I can't describe it. It's, uh, if anyone's listening to this in years gone by, I'll, I want to emphasize that the world wasn't bored and, and scared and nervous. Uh, for sort of silly reasons like this was a serious issue and it, it um it impacted the whole world and i don't know to feel guilty that you feel bored and sad because you're going through this when other people are doing it even worse like that's that was the thing that really messed me up is that i didn't feel like i had an excuse to uh to feel sad because the world was doing so much worse Okay, we're just crossing the street up here. This is just outside station. Just in the time we were talking, because the JR line is uh, uh, out near um, Shinjuku is messed up at the moment, so it looks like they're going to be a while. So somehow, th this is the <laughs> this is so funny. I went from Kudansha to Itabashi on the train because I thought I was going to be transferring to the JR line. And then because they're not coming back anytime soon, I ended up walking down and having a chat with you. And now I'm back in Gretschter again. <sighs> but uh, just up here, if, I, uh, if I've got my bearings right, is the very edge of the park that's near the, um, the Imperial Palace, which is probably closed. Wow, look at that thing. Well, you can't, this is audio, but I'm looking out at the uh, Imperial Palace building here, just out of the blue, it's just this massive, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a, uh, I know, almost like a pagoda roof, very, a huge teal roof with a gold dome on top. And then this, uh, body of water alongside it and these trees and things just in the middle of this I don't know, in this CBD or, or downtown area that's just ridiculous I was just seeing there were a bunch of plaques everywhere but shock, shock of horrors it's, it's almost like I'm in their country or something it's all in Japanese and my hiragana is not up to scratch to well, I might be able to sort of piece together what it says, but I wouldn't be able to tell you what it means. <sighs> no, so it's, it's um, I think the highlight for the trip for us, I think I have another self-absorbed blog post about it coming up, but um, there's this really beautiful little park on top of a, uh, a building, because of course there's Japan um, in uh, Osaka, in Namba. And I remember Claire and I went up there a few times. And at the time, we just thought that the first time we went up there, we thought, oh, this is a nice respite from the heat because it was so hot uh, when we went there in sort of summer in 2017. And then the, the, 
The follow-up year we went in winter and it surprised nobody, it was extremely cold. And so we went up there as a kind of a respite from the cold because it was a little shelter, a shelterini. And there's a little vending machine there and we would buy drinks and, and, uh, and we'd sort of sit at this little bench. And I don't know, like, you know how sometimes you just, the most mundane things, you just elevate them in your head to something bigger than they probably are? When COVID hit and we had to cancel all our travel plans, uh, one of the ways that I coped was the, God, this, the, the Imperial Palace is massive. What the hell? It's almost like it's for the king or something. Or the, the emperor, I should say. Um, yeah, it, one of the ways I coped was basically to put the view from this park bench on my um, background. as a desktop background on my laptop. And I don't quite know why. I guess it just the view was nice. But as the months sort of wore on into years, I started looking at this thing more often thinking, no, you know what this is? This is an audio podcast. This, this picture on my, on my desktop background, this um, photo, is something to strive towards, something to look forward to, something that I would eventually ever be able to return to with Clara. And we didn't know when we'd be able to, like even... Um, as vaccines and stuff were coming online and more and more people being vaccinated, we were getting our first dose and our second and our third and our fourth, all of that fun stuff. And I, I don't know, I just had in the back of my mind, every six months or so, I would think, okay, it's probably gonna be another six months or so, isn't it? And then six months would go by and that year turned into two years and turned into three years and, and here we are. So to finally have it booked and to go on leave and I think when it really hit was when the plane was sort of taking off from Australia. And uh, not to put too fine a point on it, but we, like, I think I've talked about this before, but Claire and I really try hard not to uh, spend much money. Like, we are very, very, we, we lead very meager lifestyles, which means we can put a ton of money into savings, which means we can travel. Unless you can't, because you're stuck in the whole country and can't do anything. So, yeah, again, to the point about how there are plenty of people who've got it worse than we do. But, um, no, it was just it was just really sad that, like, this was the thing that we, um, we loved doing more than anything else and we couldn't. So, I don't know, it was just going back to Osaka, you know, sort of getting off the Shinkansen from Tokyo and, and uh, going down to Namba that evening and sort of just sitting there and sort of taking it all in and thinking, wow, we first sat in this bench five years ago and just thinking about how much had changed since then. The, so it was five years ago and then four years ago and the substance of our thoughts from four years ago was, hey, look at that, we're back at this bench again, that's kind of cool, let's do this every year, that'll be fun. And I don't know, I feel like that that um, that world doesn't exist anymore and it probably never will ever again. I think we sort of, uh, every few generations I think has to learn it for themselves, but I think we lost a bit of innocence over those last few years, or at least those of us who don't have to deal with um, horrible diseases like so much of the world uh, has to and that we uh, pretend doesn't affect us. When it does, like we're all humans on this planet. We're all each other's brothers and sisters and 
family and friends and we should be looking out for each other. Just like I'm looking at this palace and just, it's so big, I cannot describe how big this thing. There's also another entrance to Kudanshita Station just here, which I wasn't aware of. Uh, that would have also made life a lot easier when I was walking up here before. Yeah, so it, it is strange, like it hasn't really hit me yet that we're back. Um, coming with my sister and her uh, husband, so now my brother-in-law, which again, I, I don't know if I said before, but a very weird thing to think about and say. Um, I know you get a real sort of sense of enthusiasm when you're showing people things, you're basically showing people around as opposed to discovering it for yourself. There is a certain element of, of uh, excitement and, and joy that comes from going somewhere you've never been before and having a new experience. But just to be able to point out and say, hey, today let's go and do this thing, etc. It's, uh, and then just seeing all their excitement when we take them there and it's, you know, it's something new and we get to share that experience with them. It's been a lot of fun. But, yeah, I don't know, you know those, um, you know those memes and things? So I'm just looking at down at this garden near the palace at the ducks and things. It's fairly well lit up here, even though it's very late at night. Um, yeah, just, you know those memes that where you talk to your teenage self? And you kind of want to pull them aside and say, yeah, things are going to be hard. And you're going to be dealing with some bad people and workers going to have problems at some point and there's all of this um, proverbial crap going on but you know what you'll be alright just stop stop worrying so much so that's patting yourself on your patting your teenage self on the back saying you're doing alright kid thank you for going through all of this so that older me can spend his time being neurotic in, uh, in Tokyo and Osaka and thinking about life, the universe and everything. Um, I kind of now wanted, if, if you could go back in time, and I don't know, how, but don't know how you do it, but even then, whether you'd believe yourself, this random person who looks very similar to you, but is a bit older, and whether someone's having a go at you, that's something in a lot of these time traveling shows is how do you, how do you convince someone that you are you? I mean, it's just such a ridiculous thing that um, no rational person would believe. But leaving that aside, like if I like, could go back to me sitting on that balcony in June of 2020 when I, I was just, you know, I had these family issues and um, health problems and worrying about the world and stuff and granted, you know, a lot of the world is doing a lot worse now and it's not getting better. But just selfishly, just being able to tap yourself on the shoulder and say, you, you'll be fine. You'll get through this. And... Uh, You'll be back there again soon. I just wish it could have been sooner, <laughs> that's all. <sighs> I'm sorry, this is, as far as self-absorbed episodes go, this is even more self-absorbed than they normally are, so I might just wrap it up at that. But um, I don't even know really why I started this. I think it was, I was, I felt bad that I hadn't um, done one of these things in a while, and I thought, why not, not a better opportunity than to do one of these rambling things while I'm wearing a mask and the audio quality is awful. Wandering around um, Kudansta looking at this massive 
I can't, I can't describe just how <laughs> massive. Oh, and it's all really lit up as well. Like it's a, there is no mistaking what that is. Huh. I was going to say that's what she said, but I'd like to think I'm more mature than that. Although I think having done gone through, having done gone through, that's English, all of this stuff over the last three years, I feel like, no, I think I've deserved to be a little bit immature once in a while. Uh, Glavin. <sighs> I hope wherever you are, you're doing okay. Um, and I really mean that. It's, uh, I think there's a lot of hurting going on in the world right now. And if we can't look out for each other, then what's the point? <sighs> I think, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm going to uh, finish this episode here. Don't even know when I'm going to publish it. Maybe when I get back to Sydney, I don't know. And uh, I'm just going to go in a dead straight line from here. What's the time now? It is uh, quarter past nine. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to go in a straight line from here over. I think it's, um, I'm going to head over to Jimbo Cho down there. Maybe I'll go to... I'm gonna, you know what, I'm gonna go to Family Mart and I'm gonna get a Spy Family anime-themed ice cream sandwich. <laughs> oh, it's got all of them on it and I'm sure it'll be bad, but I don't care because it's, 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 it is what it is. Uh, thanks for tuning in, I'll, I'll uh, speak to you again soon. Have a good one.